The question is, are you ready? This is The Drive with Josh Graham on Sports Hub Triad. It's a college football game day here in the state of North Carolina. And Robert, I've finally gotten there with East Carolina. Two days ago, I didn't even like the Pirates plus the points. Yesterday, I was still leaning Appalachian State, but I think it w- I thought it was going to be a really good game. Today, I'm full speed ahead on the Pirates. Call me a homer all you'd like, but I think they upset the Mountaineers in Charlotte tonight, and here's why. My biggest concern for App is the area I feel most comfortable about with the Pirates. Quarterback. Nobody, regardless of how tinted gold and black their shades are and what type of Mountaineer Yosef Kool-Aid they're drinking, can say with any level of confidence, Chase Bryce can get the same level of production we've seen from Zach Thomas the last few years. We don't know what they're getting from Chase. That's a huge question mark. Last year, 10 touchdowns, 15 picks at Duke until he got benched. And you want me to believe his third stop? It's gonna, it's all going to be figured out for him. I've always said with transfers, there's usually a reason why they're transferring, especially if they're going from the bigger place to the smaller place. That applies with Chase Bryce. Meanwhile, East Carolina has a quarterback in Holton Aylers. That is for real. Holton Aylers is one of the best stories in all of college football, certainly here in the state of North Carolina. If you don't know the story, he grew up 10 miles away from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, America. He grew up an East Carolina fan. Why? Because his dad is the voice who does the PA at the stadium. You know, if you watch on television, the guy who goes, Arg! After every first down, are they still not allowed to do that, Robert? I'm not sure. I think they mix it in sometimes, but... For a few years, they're not allowed to do it. They weren't allowed to do it, and I thought it was the dumbest thing. I think it was an American rule, so like maybe they still can't do it. The American Athletic Conference. Looking at the numbers from Holton the last few years, 12 touchdowns, 3 picks his freshman season. His second year, 21 touchdowns, 10 picks. Last year... 18 TDs in just eight games. He's back. Technically, he still has two years remaining of eligibility. An unbelievable kid, a great prospect. I think he was offered by Dan Mullen at Florida. I forget if he was at Mississippi State or Florida when he got that offer. Offered by Georgia as well. Nick Saban in Alabama gave him a call the night before signing day. So there was a lot of interest in him, and he chose to stay home with the Pirates. NC State, I know, was all over him trying to be their quarterback. He decided to stay in Greenville, and he's done a lot of really good things, was a part of the team that beat North Carolina a few years ago, so the in-state games really do matter for ECU, but has not gotten to a bowl game yet. This is the best East Carolina team we've seen in the last five years. Since Ruffin McNeil was fired unceremoniously, we haven't seen an ECU team this good. Usually the book on the Pirates, it's always, let's just sling it all over the yard, throw it left and right, incredibly one-dimensional, can't run the football, can't protect. You can beat them in the trenches. They're going to lose the game, but ECU might go for a zillion yards. That's usually the book for East Carolina football. Now, they have a running game. This is the best their offensive lines looked since before. Lincoln Riley arrived in Greenville. The best that their lines look, you got juniors and seniors on that offensive line. Haven't been able to say that about this program for a while. This is a crazy stat. Both their offensive and defensive coordinators back. That hasn't happened since 2015. They've had so much turnover on their staff year to year. This is the best ECU team we've seen since Ruff was been uh, since Ruff was fired. And the game I think matters more to ECU. For Appalachian State, goodness, man. They've got Miami next week. You you got Marshall. You're aspiring to win 10 games. You're coming off winning nine. There's been the the spoils, man. They've done so much. 
And I give them so much credit because they deserve it. But for ECU, if they don't win tonight, I venture to say they don't go to a bowl game. And going to a bowl game still matters so much to the folks in Greenville because they haven't been to a bowl game since Lincoln was calling plays in 2014. It's been a minute. The game matters for them. These out of these in-state games that they play, they circle them and they win them even if they don't have a good team. Scotty Montgomery beat both Dave Doran and Larry Fedora at North Carolina. Think about that. The guy won nine games and a third of them were against UConn, yet still has wins against North Carolina and NC State. Why? The Pirates really get up for games like this. They have a history playing in Charlotte, too. So, screw the points, albeit I'll take it in our best bet segment. Mike Houston needs a signature win. Why not this one? To open up the year. I'm getting nine and a half points, Robert. I'm taking the Pirates outright, but I guarantee you when I do our best bet segment, Mike Houston's the one that gives us the drop, telling us what to do. So how can I go against the Pirates when Mike Houston's literally telling me what to do when dealing with an East Carolina game? Put some money on it. The only problem was, didn't he? <laughs> didn't they lose the game that he told you he to told put me, the... <laughs> He told me, take ECU plus 18, and they lost by 30. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. That that probably will happen at 7.30 tonight. I'm taking East Carolina 31, Appalachian State 27. Arg. 336-777-1600 if you want in. On Twitter at WSJS Sports. Robert Walsh is also an East Carolina graduate. He's the producer of this show. Intern Nick's in the house. He's an NC State grad. So let's talk about the pack. I said yesterday that State and Wake are the two in-state teams that should have no problem in week one. And I buy that. Wake should win by a million tomorrow night. I'm picking NC State to win this game. However, that 18-point spread stinks. I don't like it. I don't feel comfortable with it. There's enough there tonight with USF to make any Pac fan feel nervous. And here's what I mean. They are expected to win. What have we learned about the pack watching them the last few decades? The law of the wolf tells us when you most expect them to win, that's when wonky stuff happens. That stuff is called conveniently NC State stuff. We suck. I would be a little bit nervous. It's almost like it's compounded when they're at home. Usually you want to be at home. But when you're surrounded by a bunch of fans who are just expecting the worst to happen, that can seep inside the player's psyche too. I really believe that. When North Carolina beat, or NC State beat North Carolina, when there were no fans at PNC Arena last year, I don't think it's a coincidence. When things got close, there weren't people sitting courtside with their hands on their head already doing the Sorinda Cobra that players will pretend they don't see, but certainly they do when they're there on the bench. They ended up winning that game because they were supposed to win that game. Dave Doran is 26-28 and 28 against the spread playing at Carter-Finley Stadium. It's a weird thing. Plus, we haven't seen Devin Leary in 11 months. It's a bad injury with a long recovery. I think he's going to be really good this year. I like the pack. I think they're the second most talented team in the league or in the Atlantic Division. I think they could be every bit as talented as North Carolina, and we'll see what it looks like the day after Thanksgiving at Carter-Finley. But with Devin... In 12 career appearances, he's only thrown for 300 yards one time, the Pittsburgh game where they came back last year. Half those games, he was under 200 yards. It's not just him. State, a lot of people don't buy State because last year they didn't play Clemson. They they didn't play a lot of the better teams. They essentially got the Coastal Division schedule, and they benefited from it. Some feel it was an aberration. State's trying to prove that's not the case. And Dave Doran, as we talked about with ECU a few minutes ago, has had some problems with the American Athletic Conference. He's 15-3 and against the group of five altogether, but two of those three losses are against American teams. And the last time he played a group of five, he lost. It was Liberty last year in the one non-conference game NC State played. So there's enough there to be nervous about. Eric McLean from the ACC Network is going to be there tonight. 
in Raleigh for NC State USF. He'll join us in 20 minutes. We'll talk Clemson Tigers, too. He's a former Clemson offensive tackle uh, with Clemson getting set to face Georgia. Darren will be in studio right after that. Eric, a 3.30 appearance on the show. I knew this guy would be calling in as soon as I picked East Carolina. It is Mountaineer John in Winston-Salem. Mountaineer John, what do you got for me? What do you think I have for you? You (laughs) picked it straight out. (laughs) I'm not. You said your Pirates were going to beat them by four. I'm not going to. I offered you three. Listen, how would this even work? A cheerleading outfit? I don't like bets hanging over my head for a while. So this is my one well, no, requirement it would to you. Be showing your midriff too, just no, no. like it would on me. But listen, I'm your side. Listen, you're trying to get me to wear an Appalachian State cheerleading outfit if East Carolina loses the game. Is is I will agree and to this. A picture of that. Uh huh. It has to be done by Monday, right? I don't like these bets hanging over my head. It's something I think about for a while. So if I lose this bet, some way, shape, or form, it's something that has to be oh, delivered on either tomorrow or Monday. You picked the early part because you didn't think I was going to be listening, but I got off work early today just to make sure I could hear you say that. <laughs> what if we did this? What if we did this? If Mountaineer John offers to buy the cheerleading costume as well, if he'll buy the cheerleading costume. Can it be delivered here tomorrow? No. Okay. Well, no, be what's... in Charlotte tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You're going to the game tonight. You excited? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I don't think you're going to be as excited by the end of this game, though. Unfortunately, Mountain Oh, here, now John. we're going to talk trash. <laughs> you won't put up, but you, now you're going to talk trash. I, I'm not going to put up, but I am talking trash. That's what I'm doing here, John. Anyway, enjoy uh, the game. There he goes. Yes. Sighing and groaning. There goes Mountaineer John. I'm talking trash. I'm here, but it's more a convenience thing. I... I I don't want this to be hanging over my head for a few months. Oh, yeah, I forgot to put the cheerleading outfit on. And I don't even think I'm really going to have to worry about it either. Plus, I'm going out on a limb here. Take it East Carolina without any points. Anywho. A few days after releasing Joey Sly in favor of Alex Santoso, Matt Rule cut the Panthers' punt returner. So what exactly is the plan here? We'll tell you next on The Drive. I'm not comfortable with this. This is not okay. This is The Drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports. Of course, East Carolina plays Appalachian State tonight in Charlotte, kicking off three consecutive nights of big-time football in the Queen City. Tomorrow night, we'll have Charlotte and Duke right here on WSJS Sports. And on Saturday, it's the big one. Herb Street and Fowler, they don't just send those guys anywhere. 7.30, I believe, it's going to be Clemson and Georgia at Bank of America Stadium. But elsewhere in the state tonight, NC State facing USF. 7.30 ACC Network, you can catch our next guest at 6 o'clock, taking you up until kickoff. It's Eric McClain, kind enough to join us here on WSJS Sports. I know you're in Raleigh, and we'll get to that game in a second, but let's start with Clemson and Georgia. Since you were a Tiger, you played offensive line. Given what given what we've heard about the injuries on the O-line for both sides and who lines up on the other end, who are you more concerned about heading into Saturday night? You know, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see both of these guys, right? You're, you're filling a couple of key spots at left tackle for Georgia and at the center position. Uh, and then with Clemson, you know, kind of having a rotating door at center throughout fall camp. And then that, of course, will affect the other position, which we've heard maybe left guard. So I'm not sure, man. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, I think Georgia has really created this staple that is the offensive line. It has been, you know, recognized nationally and then, you know, conference-wise in the SEC. So those guys have, you know, really been on another level where Clemson has to keep growing and keep getting better at from a year ago. USF coach Jeff Scott's getting set for NC State later. He's a former Clemson assistant that was there when you were in school. In year two, is there enough there with the Bulls to give NC State some struggles tonight? Well, you know, they, they went to the transfer portal and got about 18 guys, you know, that are on this roster. So this is going to be a totally, you know, different looking team, you know, led by a quarterback 
from UNC who's played NC State and went, went, went against these guys and had a little success. So, you know, I think still at the end of the day, NC State should handle business. They're such an experienced team, have so much, you know, coming back at, at really every position. Um, I think those guys will be just fine tonight. How badly do you think Wake Forest going to hand it to ODU tomorrow? It's a 30, 31-point spread. Really, I guess the, the question what it ultimately is, how big of a deal is it for these teams that opted out of last season, especially early on in the year? Because we saw how UConn had it handed to them last weekend. Yeah, I think Wake might score 100, man. That's a good offense. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see, and I think if – you know, your Wake Forest, you, you just want to look clean. You want to look fast and, and really, you know, just show that you're a, a veteran group offensively that handles business. And then on the defense, you know, getting some guys back from injury, maybe some guys that opted out and, you know, just getting them ready and getting them ready for a, a tough ACC season uh, with some really good offenses. Eric McClain with us has a really good podcast, Gramlick and McClain. Make sure you find that. They had a lot of fun this week talking about Clemson and Georgia later on tonight on the ACC Network, 6 o'clock, leading up to NC State and USF. You could see Eric and the guys. I won't ask you to pick App State ECU. Instead, since you grew up in the state, I'll just ask you, where'd you rather hang on a football weekend, Greenville, America, or Boone? Man, Boone, all day. I'm picking those boys too, man. They're a good football team. I'm excited to see... You know, App State's offensive line, this run game that they have. Uh, and, of course, my guy Chase Bryce leading the helmet quarterback there. So I had the uh, great fortune to call App State's bowl game, the first ever Myrtle Beach Bowl yeah. in South Carolina this past season. Uh, so those guys, they have a absolute stable coming back, and it's going to be fun to watch them. You're a big barbecue guy. I was texting you last night knowing you're in the city of Raleigh because my favorite barbecue joint, with all due respect to the folks in Lexington, and I love them over here in the triad, Eastern North Carolina, a place called Sam Jones Barbecue. I got a T-shirt on right now. Might try to grab some uh, if I'm headed to the football game later on. Uh, That's the go-to spot for me. They opened up a new store in Raleigh out east. I love the barbecue out there since I went to East Carolina. You've been all around, and I see you smoking barbecue and doing all the stuff on social media. So, Eric McClain, what's the best BBQ you've ever had? Man, I, I got to tell you, um, outside of stuff that I cook on my own Traeger, it's, uh, there, there's no contest with the smoking pig down in Clemson, man. They, they do it right, they do it big, and uh, they, they'll take care of you for sure. Really? So, Describe what the barbecue in Clemson, South Carolina is like. I don't think I've had it. Is it more of a tomato base, or what exactly does that look like? Oh, man, it's that Carolina mustard. Come on, baby. You <laughs> Come know on. Do it. <laughs> you didn't have that growing up in Raleigh. Jack Britt High School outside in the Triangle. You weren't eating mustard. No, they had that vinegar barbecue, man. That, that's fake barbecue. <laughs> oh, fighting words from Eric McClain. We look forward to watching you later on tonight, Eric. Appreciate you doing this, and I'm sure we'll catch up somewhere down the line. Absolutely, brother. Thank you. Have a great show. You too. Uh, later tonight, 6 o'clock, it's going to be on the ACC Network leading up to kick. I'm having to look at Robert, and he's physically recoiling at some of these answers Matt Claim was saying there. He had to go, so I couldn't keep him any longer. Robert, what did you take biggest uh, the biggest exception with? The barbecue or what the What did I not take bill? offense to? I'm about to revoke his fat guy card. The dude's saying that the the... The barbecue, the vinegar is not good? I think he prefers big guy. I, big guy. Okay, well, listen. I'm a fat guy, too. I can use the word. I'm revoking his fat guy card, okay? There, there ain't no way in hell that you could tell me that the Clemson barbecue, oh, Clemson barbecue, it's so good. Get out of here. And number two, the probably the more offensive thing to me, why? Where is all this 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 offensiveness? This disrespect? Slander? Slander? Coming from? I, I saw the guys in Charlotte. You talking put, about East Carolina slander? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm well, talking I think about. He was just talking about Boone versus. Well, it's not okay. Boone versus Boone versus. What does Boone do on Halloween? Well, I ain't never heard nobody say, "Dang, that was the best tailgate I ever went to." Was at this Boone for this app football game? Nobody's ever said that. Nobody leaves their college to go to Boone 
for Halloween. It just Robert does not is happen. Legit upset. We need to work Darren Bott into this just because Robert is just incensed. Well, I mean, like, okay, I, I'll what, give you one is, thing. You've got a good football go- team. You might beat ECU, but you're not better at having a party. You're not better at having fun. That's what we do down there. We don't go to class. We drink all day. That's what we do. Darren, is, good to see you. What is the best barbecue? You took exception with the idea, I think the way he put it, the vinegar base is fake barbecue when he's talking about the Carolina mustard. See, I love Lexington. I do. But there's just something about the vinegar base that I grew up with. I absolutely love. And then I went to East Carolina. So, yes, there's a little bit of favoritism in my mind. I I give it preferential treatment. Darren, Eric McClain said pretty clearly and firmly he'd rather hang out in Boone than Greenville. Robert's really upset right now (laughs) because... It's a preposterous thing to say! To Robert's point, (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard anybody say... Yeah, I'm going to go down to Boom. We're going to have a party and have a great time. Yeah, well, It's usually I, we're going to be away from people and climb We're going to get one with nature and, and, and indulge in substances that maybe we shouldn't talk about on this show. Like, that's not what's going on at ECU. We're having fun. We're not trying to get one with nature. The PD River stinks. I'm going to preface this with, uh, I think I agree with Eric McLean. However, Aaron. however, we gotta, you got to understand... He's he's a guy who is like well into domestication as an adult male. You're making he's, too much he's sense. Married. He's the, the the cabin in the woods is way more his speed than Greenville at this stage in his life. I'm sure there's an Eric McLean back there in time somewhere that it would have been an obvious choice. Greenville. Let's circle over back. Boone. Let's circle back to this topic a little bit later on. We do have Darren in here, and we've got. A little bit of news, or something that's close to being news, from Adam Rittenberg of ESPN, who says, Big 12 expansion talks are focused on four leading candidates. BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. The process could accelerate this season. BYU's at the top of the Big 12's list, per sources. I have no notes. That is... (laughs) That's a perfect list. BYU, it really is. Yeah, if you're B- looking to add four, BYU has their own network. Yeah, and that makes so, so many much fa- sense. If they would join, that's a fantastic choice. Houston, geographically speaking, duh. Basketball, football, I mean, come on. H- Houston, the state of Texas, you need a little bit more representation now that you've lost Texas. <laughs> and Cincinnati, I think, is proven what they're capable of doing in recent years. UCF, we're going to see it tonight. They have a wonderful football environment. The bounce house, they perform really well. Uh, National championship. Yeah, the national championship (laughs) that they've won. I I can't even think of anybody else who would be better than those four candidates. In the American, huh. Robert's probably thinking, how about East Carolina? You know, you could tap it to the... Well, I was going to say, those four don't do a ton for, for baseball in the conference. Houston does. I mean, some. They're not a power... I mean, you know, that's not a humongous power. UCF's pretty not, good at baseball. That would not be... It would not do what an ECU would. There you the go. Conference. That's right. Baseball. That that's, was that was me making up for my Boone over Greenville comment. Just I now. can't let it slide, Darren. They're both truths, though. They're my truths. We, You guys... Got to step in between you for a second here. We'll be getting to that game in just a bit. And also, NC State, USF, we're going to watch that game too. But there are 13 other college football games tonight. I feel like we spent so much time talking about App ECU, NC State, USF, that maybe there are underserved fan bases who are excited about other games tonight, including three games. There are three games tonight that I think you all should be keeping a close eye on. With Darren Vaught in studio with us, that's next on The Drive. It is insane. Everybody is insane! What's going on in there? You're on The Drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports. Darren Vaught hanging out in studio with us. 
voice of High Point Basketball, ESPN Plus, USA Baseball Podcast. Maybe we'll get to some baseball in about a half hour. But we need to talk college football because it is game day here in the state of North Carolina. We'll circle back to East Carolina, Appalachian State, NC State, USF in just a bit. But there are 15 games on the slate tonight. 15, Robert. So later tonight, I haven't figured out where I'm going in Winston-Salem. Probably somewhere off Haynesball Boulevard. Might hit up the B-dubs. I don't know. If I'm there, drop by and say hello. What should the people say, Robert, to get a free drink? We like doing this anytime I say I'm going to go somewhere to watch a game. So if you're at the B-dubs tonight during East Carolina App State in Winston-Salem, what should the people say? to get a free beverage off me. Ah! Yeah, so if you say that, that then I'll buy There's you a, a beverage. you got to get it exact, though. There's a lot of nuance in that. And if you try to weasel your way out and say, I'm not going to say that as a way. No beer. No beer for you. you got to say it to the point where staff is turning around concerned. People are worried. <laughs> That's what needs to happen. So... There are going to be a lot of games. And the reason why I'm going to the local B-dubs in Winston-Salem to watch these games is because there are so many games to watch. Remember where it used when it used to be, oh, man, Thursday night, there's one game on. It's kind of like the one present before Christmas morning. Well, now you got 15 of them. 15. Oh, no. We Happy don't Hanukkah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what's crazy is... Every year in college football, there's maybe six teams that could win the national title, six or seven. We've got one of them in action tonight playing a conference game. Not p- playing the starving sisters of the poor, no. Ohio State is playing at Minnesota tonight. Ohio State's a two-touchdown favorite. They should be. They're one of the six or seven teams that I think can win a national title. Prediction, they're going to be fine. C.J. Stroud's going to look great in his first start at Ohio State. But that's a game to watch. 8 o'clock on Fox. Gus Johnson's going to be on the call. Your your thought on Gus Johnson's what? He's fine. He's good. He's very good. He's he's. Your face lit up, though, like a Christmas tree when I brought up I, Gus. No, I just nodded. I nodded, yeah, and smiled. It's a, it's a nice thought, having Gus yell, you know, one-word phrases to, to punctuate a play. He's got getting away from the cop speed! Yeah, I think he, re- <laughs> he, he he retired that one for good reason. <laughs> the second game to keep an eye on, Boise State UCF. The bounce house, it's legit. And you've got Dylan Gabriel at quarterback, left-hander, Gus Malzahn, his debut, replacing Josh Heupel. I'm excited for that one. And speaking of Josh Heupel, the team he left UCF for is in action tonight. Tennessee playing Bowling Green. You might not think that's a game to watch, but if you've been following Tennessee football the last few years, it's at least (laughs) worth keeping an eye on. SEC Network. I'm not saying Tennessee's going to lose to Bowling Green. Not saying that. But mark my words, there's going to be a point tonight if you watch that game where you wonder, hmm, hmm, are, are we sure? Are are we 100% sure Rocky Top's going to do this thing? Or are we going to be panning to the sad dog on the sideline? Smokey. Poor Smokey. They might be panning to him on the sideline. So those are three games, in addition to App State ECU and NC State USF, that I'm wanting to watch tonight. Ohio State, Minnesota, Boise State, UCF. Tennessee and Bowling Green. Darren Vaught, how much interest do you have in the college football slate we're looking at? Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty high, all things considered, especially with ECU app there. Uh, I'm interested two, to see... Two teams in the Sun Belt are ranked. You've got yeah. Coastal. Coastal's interesting. Playing the Citadel and Louisiana. They don't play tonight, but they, they're going to Austin. They're playing at Texas. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, those are the obvious ones. I'm, I'm interested to see NC State against USF open up their season. Um, I, I, can't, I can't say I get excited about seeing Ohio State play in Minnesota. I just don't know how much of a test it's going to be. You know, 
That, that doesn't Johnson. excite me a ton. But Gus Johnson. Ha ha! He's good. We need to get He's him back on March job. Madness I'm not, somehow. I'm not. <laughs> That's what we need. When I think about March Madness, I think about, this is March Madness! The glass slipper still fits. That's that's the one. The slipper still fits! That's the one. I think you can find it online, Robert. See if you can dig this up. Gus Johnson's soundboard. It'll make your producer's job very easy for the remainder of this segment where you just <laughs> click different sounds from Gus Johnson. The Gus Johnson soundboard. Robert is going to be very pleased I do, if he's I able to, to discover this right now. I want to apologize to Gus Johnson. I, f- I feel like I sound as if I'm sour on him. And a steal. Clark, bam! <laughs> I feel like I'm sour on him right now, or I sound like it. He's very good. I love it. I do feel like Madden, like when he was on the games, it like just took the joy away from from his his calls for me. Do we got? Do we have? <laughs> Do we have? Here comes the pain. There Is are that... four hundred sounds <laughs> on this soundboard, Josh. I, so yeah, the answer to that question. He's in shape. He is in shape. <laughs> I Robert can have so much fun with this soundboard. The entire from half court. <laughs> I'm gonna regret this. Yep, that was a terrible decision. <laughs> Introducing him. To Big time. I, I spent hours, hours on this one day when I discovered it in college. Another big time Jake! <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. And all most of these are basketball. Yes. Uh, it's asking these... me to pay five dollars now. Can I get your card again, Josh, to put in to order <laughs> this soundboard? Put on the company card. <laughs> He's stolen my ESPN Plus subscription. And oh, now... I'm off of it now. I got the Disney Plus bundle, so now I have ESPN Plus. That a boy. I've been watching you. Matthew Barry fantasy stuff all week. When's your draft? Oh my! I have three Sunday. Two of them start at seven thirty. I have the exact same time. Why'd you do that? I I don't have a choice. I'm not the commissioner. I just show up and win. I don't That's know. That's it. That's it. Okay. I drafted last night while at a rock show on my phone. Thanks to the. Oh yeah, to the you ESPN were at a show last night. App. Yeah. Did you feel like you were too old for that bleep at all? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was. It's weird times anyway because I mean, you know, obviously coming out of of a, a whole year and a half in which you didn't go to to little seedy underground punk shows um they did require proof of vaccination so, and everybody was good about masks so it's not it wasn't like that it was just like general social anxiety felt a little weird it's like man it's a lot of people um but no it was it was all right it was good yeah, did you feel older than when you and I went to go see T-Pain at the Joel Coliseum? I will, I will never feel older than that. Unbelievable. And, and like, to be clear, Bayside is the band I went to see last night, and it's their. it was supposed to be in 2020 their 20th anniversary or their 20th birthday tour as a band. So, like, most of the people there are in their 30s, and it's like, okay, we were listening to this stuff when we were in our teens. So, for the most part, I, I actually felt kind of young. Robert Walsh, ECU Appalachian State tonight. Transition. I'm just going to put it in front of you here. I've picked ECU to beat App. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to upset upset the Mountaineers in Charlotte. And guess what? This number's falling. It was once at 13.5, down to 10.5. Now it's at 9.5, and, and I've seen it at 8.5 in some places. So some people are coming around on the fact that the Pirates are coming for the Mountaineers. That sounded very wrestler-like. <laughs> Robert, you're, this is your territory, so I'm going to let you have the promo here. I know there are a lot of App State fans listening, and I hear you. Man, we talk, we, we've carried the Mountaineers for a long time. I don't think we're carrying them this year. But App State, they, I respect it. You're a better team than ECU. You're going to win more games by the end of the year, but you're not going to win tonight. Me and Robert both went to ECU, so we're going to push this today. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. This whole week, I felt like crap. I felt weak. I felt like I wasn't strong enough to bring what was necessary for the Pirates. But you know what? Today, I feel it. I've got time today, Josh. I can feel the purple and gold coursing through my bleeping veins, Josh! All I've heard, all I've heard, all week, 
They're bringing everybody back on defense. They're bringing everybody back on offense. You could bring back Armani Edwards. You could bring back Daniel Jeremiah. You could bring back Daniel Jeremiah's mother. And you're not going to move the sticks. Do you hear me? Lovely I lit woman. a fire under that ECU offensive lineman's ass because I said he didn't have the base. But you know what? The fans are going to have the base. The app does not understand the power that is in Charlotte right now. I'm shaking the whole studio because nobody shows up and drinks all day. Pirate fans are there right now. Rowdy as hell, drinking their asses off. And they're going to be there until tonight, until that last field goal, when you guys are leaving the stadium so sad, so upset, that your team that brought all these starters back couldn't beat little old ECU. Well, guess what, fellas? We're here. And then next week, we're going to go to South Carolina, and we're going to whoop their ass, too. Nobody's going to stop us. Take the points. Take the money and run. ECU all day. All we do is win. Throw your bleeping hands up. Intern Nick, that's how it's done. God, I just scream so loud. <laughs> Intern Nick has like the, the, the notepad out. He's taking notes here. This is how learning to, how to sports radio. How I have to spit all over my board. Oh, <laughs> and South Carolina is coming to Greenville, America next week. Yeah, and they're going to get their ass whooped too. 24-year-old grad assistant QB. Uh-huh. Get out of here. Yep. Get out of here. There you go. We're fired up. <laughs> I want to run through a brick wall right now. I put up this poll question today. Darren seems, well, his glasses tell me he's equipped to answer this question. That being, which of these is the worst offense? Which mistake? Saying Appalachian State or Eastern Carolina? Appalachian. It's an entire region, man. The East, Eastern thing, I mean, it can happen, right? One's a mispronunciation, the other is reading the words wrong. Well, it's not reading, it's just mistaking. Someone could see an ECU logo and think, oh, that's Eastern Eastern Carolina. When you say Appalachian, Mm. you, you like stomp on the graves of... All of my ancestors, you're doing way more than just like mistaking a word. East and Eastern mean the same thing. I was in most fully cases. expecting a Gus Johnson jump drop <laughs> somewhere in the middle of that. I was just waiting for it. Just seeing how he's going to answer it. 56% of those who have voted on the poll, pretty close poll, say that Eastern Carolina is slightly worse than. Down it! Down it! Latchin State. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha! That's the one. Keep that one forever. <laughs> That's the one. Me years ago discovering that website and spending three or four hours on it. Legitimately three or four hours going through all of these different drops. They're all fantastic. And Gus is fantastic. Man, the days of soundboards on the internet still exist, clearly. Playing here on the radio. Who are we giving credit to for pulling all these? What's the name of the website? Uh, soundboard.com forward slash SB forward slash Gus <laughs> underscore Johnson underscore soundboard. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Shout out. Soundboard. You, Nothing but sounds. You are listening to WSJS Winston-Salem in Greensboro, WPCM Burlington, WMFR High Point. Those signals make up. WSJS Sports. In 30 minutes, I don't think I told Darren about this yet, we're going to play Unusual Questions. You haven't told me about anything. Man, I just show and go. That's Darren just that's shows kind of, and goes. That's the kind of faith you have in me, I assume. At 5.30, make an appointment to be here when Will Healy drops by. Robert, how many, how many coaches are more entertaining than Will Healy when we talk to that guy? Just in the coach division. It's probably him and Steve Forbes and nobody else. Cutcliffe's up there, too. I think Cutcliffe sounds like uh, that droopy dog. But he's an entertaining. Oh, no. Well, Duke's going to be good this year. I used to coach Peyton Manning. We are the home of Duke football in the triad. Does he tomorrow, not sound like that? Tomorrow at 6 o'clock, pregame coverage will begin 7 o'clock.
<laughs> in Charlotte. So Will Healy will join us to talk about that game. It's fantastic. That's all I can picture in my head now. A man you all know and tolerate. 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 The Drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports. Vampire Weekend? That's correct. I figured you would know the answer to that. Yeah, it's, a, it's a surprise I didn't just jump in. and. You've got Vampire Weekend commend. written all over your face. <laughs> We've got unusual questions to play. 336-777-1600. The guy with Vampire Weekend <laughs> written across his face is Taryn Vaught. In studio with us, as he is each and every week. Usually we play the movie game. That just feels like something that's a Friday thing that we do. So instead, on Thursdays, we typically play unusual questions. So Darren's in here, and he's going to be exposed to it for the first time. Let's make it a good time. 777-1600. Let's play the game. Last week, guys, everybody made it out that I got mad at Josh and I left the press conference. That's not right. I thought it was an unusual question, and it's okay. It's time for Unusual Questions. With Josh Graham. (sighs) Where should we start? Let's start with intern Nick, actually. Since Nick's getting ready for his wolf pack tonight. Nick, what is your unusual question? So, have you you noticed, like, baseball managers, they wear their jerseys, right? And you don't really think anything about it. You know, it's part of the uniform and everything. But wouldn't it be really unusual if a head football coach wore shoulder pads and a helmet or the head basketball coach were wearing a jersey and basketball shorts? So isn't it a little unusual that why is it that the baseball manager wears a jersey just like everybody else? I think we all have thought about this at some point. Darren, you are the staunch baseball defender can you defend the managers wearing what the players wear while no other sport does that? Uh, all right. Well, I, I will add that there's actually been a, a, a few recent pieces about this that less and less in Major League Baseball, managers are actually wearing the, the top of the jersey. They still wear the pants, but think about like an Aaron Boone. He wears sort of more of the... Buck the Showalter thick. did it for... a decades yeah so m- most of the time managers don't wear the jerseys and it was just recently a big story uh who was it for the yankees jameson tyone for the yankees was quoted as to saying he doesn't wear the jersey when he's not scheduled to start let me ask you a question following up on the yeah. unusual question that nick asked which manager looks the best in the uniform like all time Who's looked best as a manager in the baseball uniform? (laughs) Older guy wearing the uniform. Who looks the best? For me, it's Wilford Brimley in the natural. Nick's got one, too. (laughs) Oh, by far, it's Bruce Bochy. That man could rock a jersey. Yeah, that's good. I was thinking Jim Leland as well. He's got a good mustache. The only Um, one I know is Bobby Cox, so I'm going to say Bobby Cox. That's a good answer. (laughs) It is a good answer, though. He was was traditional. He never didn't wear the top, the actual button-up top of the jersey. Here's one for you, and he's always, now that he's not a manager, he's always, usually at third base, Ron Washington. Excellent one. My dad used to call him Wolf. I was never like a nickname that he had. You could see why he's called Wolf. He kind of looks like a wolf. I'm like, Dad, nobody calls him that. It's like, I call him that. Well, do you know Ron Washington? Yeah, I know Ron Washington. I think so that's we an to, older person. Thing. So we went to a Texas Rangers game, and next to the dugout, my dad yelled, Hey, Wolf. And Ron Washington looked up and said, Hey, Scott. <laughs> Stop. Stop. And that happened. Back, he, he was on the Orioles in the 80s when my dad did some stuff with Towson Radio out that way. Robert, I'll let you ask an unusual question now. 
What's y'all's favorite uh, non-cursing insult to call someone? Oh, wow. Uh, it depends on the... I've got a couple. Uh, dingus is like my do go-to you, if it's do like... You, do you mean it in your heart or are you actually like, hey, I love this person? Well, in some of and, them, yeah. In so, like if I call you a dingus, that's probably from a place of love. But if I called you a child, like you're being a child right now. Child is a good one. Uh, I call Sarah Bradford dummy all the time. That's it. Well, dummy. See, that's, see, like, dummy. that's like a Fred Sanford thing. Or uh, like you 100%. just you're like, just saying I, it as like a, an it, endearment. It's now become it's now become right. like a thing for us where you know I'll leave a note like in her house and it'll say read this dummy on her on, on her fridge. Can you please work dummy into wedding vows? I I may or may not. <laughs> I'm worried because her parents might be listening to this, but <laughs> when. When I went down to one knee, I said, will you marry me, dummy? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so what, Nick's That's got true. one. I, I also she said like yes. Bozo. I think Bozo is a great Bozo. name. See, I'm, I'm, Bozo. I'll, Give me I'll some call context. somebody a clown. When I'll, would you call somebody Clown's Bozo? a good one. Yeah. Like uh, when someone cuts me off in traffic, I'm like, oh my, you Bozo. Yeah, and see, you, that would be me, me. I would be like, well, look at this clown. What's well, this actually, clown doing? I, how, is there anyone better than Bleephole? And I'm not saying, like, the curse word. I'm saying you censoring yourself and calling somebody a bleephole. I only do that I do on that the radio. Now. I only I, say bleep I, on the radio. Nah, see. I do that. Jerk face is a good say, one. If, if it would require me to censor myself on the air, I'll come up with another word. I really I'll, like jerk face, too. Before we get off of this one, Nick had one, too. I love moron. Like, my friends and I <laughs> use moron. We use moron so much that it's more insulting than actual curse words. Like, we use it all the time. It's the best. Darren, give me your unusual question today. If you could use only one utensil for the remainder of your life to eat food. Wow. Wow. Fork or spoon? You can... You cannot have a spork. You can only have one of the two for the rest of your life. Fork, fork or spoon. Fork. 100% fork. I don't. I can't think of many things I love with spoons. Cereal? I, I'll give away cereal. I'll give away soup. Well, you could also pick the bowl up and drink from the bowl. Or is this you're like right. a hypothetical where... You're there right. You go. No, you're right, Robert. But I'd be willing to give up soup and or cereal for all the things I'd be eating with a fork. But that does, does that mean I don't get the knife, though, with the fork? Oh, I don't know. That's a good clarifying question. I don't know. I feel like if you choose spoon, though, then you get to go medieval times like anytime is, you need it. It's no, it's, it's a mini food the third shovel. Option. Is See, knife the third utensil? That you don't get the fork because a knife is a utensil as well. Yeah, you don't get a knife. You got to choose. Yeah, no, I think you got to choose. Well, yeah. I think that's why it's good, though, because Forks now, man, I don't know if you guys have been to a fancy person's sharp. house. Dude, they have, the sides on the forks now are sharp for you to cut things with them. Yeah, my, forks uh, the answer. My girlfriend works at a hotel, and this lady will, like, make food and bring it to her, and she's, like, a, 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 an upscale woman. She always has, like, nice Tupperware in those forks. There are, like, these pewter forks that are almost knives, and I tell her, don't give that fork back. I love that fork. That's the only one we have in our whole house. I love it. I'll close this out with this. What is proper motorcycle decorum on the road? As I'm talking from the driver of a non-motorcycle when you're around a motorcyclist and also the motorcyclist, let's say at a stoplight, who might just inch their way to the very front of the of the line of cars because they can just weave in in, in the middle in between the cars. Like what is is that person a jerk or will we all just do the same thing? Or is he a bozo <laughs> or a moron as Nick would put it? Good clown move. It's a clown nah, move. I, I honestly I'm cool with it. The way I look at like bicyclist or or motorcycle people is like we hold their safety in our hands. Like, we have a lot more to do with their safety than they do. Well, don't take advantage of it. Well, I mean, it's, they're not taking advantage of it. It's legal in California. People do that all the time. So, like, I, I wouldn't have a problem. Is it offending you because they're getting through the light before you are? Yes. Like, well, well then don't be offended by it. I, they're not taking advantage <laughs> of it. They're just doing the thing. It's being a motorcyclist.
I, I don't know. I would give them the right away in gen- generally most cases. I ultimately it doesn't affect me, right? Like I've seen people on motorcycles do this when traffic is backed up and they're like on the shoulder just easing their way through and uh, yeah, I could get upset about it. They probably shouldn't do it. I would maybe be a little bit happier if they didn't, but eh. what's what's one motorcycle's length? There were two on in the drive in today. Oh, two. That's that's the line. <laughs> that's I'm on your man. side, Josh. I'm on they your got side. Matching vests. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they had patches. <laughs> two. As long as they don't get too close to my vehicle, because that makes me nervous. Your what? My vehicle. Oh yeah, you're from the south. I love it. Yeah. So, so if you're from the south, you say vehicle. Like it's what is the a other icicle. way I'm, sp- what is the other way I'm vehicle. supposed to, Ve- yeah, supposed jo- to say that? See, Josh is a fake Southerner. He's not really from the South. He says vehicle. Or he says vehicle. Ve- vehicle. I can't even say that You don't that pronounce word. the H. The H is there for a reason. Vehicle. Do you, know, do you know how another reason I'm a fake Southerner, apparently, even though I grew up in this state and pretty much have lived here my entire life? I remember one time I was supposed to cut ads for Piggly Wiggly. You remember this, Robert? <laughs> I do. five years ago? Because I had to cut them. They, they, got so, they got so mad at me because I was mispronouncing the name of the establishment. So Robert then had to cut the ads as a representative of the show that we were doing because I kept enunciating. <laughs> I kept saying Piggly Wiggly. They're like, no, 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 no. no it's Piggly Wiggly. It's, yeah. and it's then two they words. I was being insulting to them. Yeah. Oh, now you're just being patronizing. <laughs> no. Is it is it Piggly Wiggly or is it? Piggly Wiggly. Welcome to the Piggly Wiggly. Like that sounds like yes. some Southern debonair <laughs> restaurant. Like the Piggly Wiggly is a place where you get half off pigs' feet. Like that's where you do it. The Piggly Wiggly. Now, if you want to dress it up, make it a, a fancy barbecue place. The Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, the Piggly Wiggly. I'm sure Eric McLean would be a huge fan of that. Probably. Oh, his Clemson barbecue. At his piggly wiggly. We've got mustard on my barbecue at the piggly wiggly. I couldn't be bothered with your vinegar. <laughs> Darren, thanks for being here. Yeah. I'm calling for the upset. I like East Carolina to beat App now, and I'll tell you why. Next on The Drive. Yeah, he is a locker room divider. He can be a problem. You're on The Drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports. I'm going to hang out with my kids a little bit. I'm going to go see App State play East Carolina here tonight. I'm going to go see UNC Charlotte uh, have their first FBS game against Duke tomorrow night. And then I'm going to go see Georgia Clemson on Saturday. That was Matt Rule a few hours ago talking about what his plans were going to be this weekend since the NFL schedule has shifted this year. There is no preseason week four. So the team's going to have the weekend off. Recharge the batteries before things get started a week from now against the Jets. But it is pretty cool that Matt Rule's going to go out tomorrow night and support our next guest, Charlotte 49ers head coach, purveyor of Club Lit, Will Healy, kind enough to join us here. It might be the biggest weekend in the history of college football in that city when you consider App State East Carolina tonight, your game tomorrow, which could be heard right here on WSJS Sports. And then Saturday night, you're talking about Clemson and Georgia going head-to-head. But what does that mean to you? Matt Rule taking time out of his schedule before the start of the year to go see you guys. He's been awesome. Um, you know, And I think the coolest part about Matt Rule is he's been a college guy. So he gets what he will do for our program by standing on our sidelines during the game. And uh, he spoke to our team a couple times. He'll do so again tonight. Um his message is unbelievable. He's one of the best speakers, motivators I've ever heard from. Um, but the Panthers in general have just absolutely wrapped themselves around our program and been so good to us. And, um, you know, we took the whole team to the Panthers game last week and uh, got to watch our buddy Alex Highsmith on the on the opposing sideline with the Steelers. And, and so uh, Coach Rule being here is a big deal. Uh, it's obviously a big deal to host a power five opponent, it makes it even cooler. The fact that it's an in-state opponent that, um, you know, obviously kicked our rear end pretty bad a year ago, uh, with a hall of fame coach and, and, you know, who's done an, an incredible job there. So a big deal for our university. And, and, uh, it's one of many, man, we got, we got a lot of them coming in, uh, Maryland, North Carolina, 
Ole Miss uh, here in the future, but to be part of the first one's a big deal. Do you have a good relationship with the Lane Train? Yeah, I like Lane Kiffin. You know, I, I knew that uh, I knew Lane when he was at uh, FAU. Got a chance to be around him. Um, I like him a lot. You know, we we got a chance to catch up a little bit this summer, but uh, I'm I'm a Lane Kiffin fan. How about that? You told us before that you went golfing with Joe Brady before. That was before a thing like the vaccine became available to everybody. So now that pretty much everybody that we know in football, or at least a good majority of them, are vaccinated, have you been around Joe Brady, Matt Rule a little bit more? Have you had a chance to golf with them more often? I think what happened is after I went uh, after I went two and four last year and we had nine games canceled, Joe Brady's like, I need to get as far away from that dude as I possibly can. Uh, so, no, he has not uh, had a, a, a uh, another golf matchup. Uh, Matt Rule, I've been around a little bit more. Uh, have have worked on trying to get over to practice a couple times. It just hadn't worked out. Uh, still, the you know visiting them and, and sitting in their meetings and all that stuff is a little bit different than what it typically is. But uh, I'm looking forward to that getting back to normal where our staff can go over there as well. As a kid who grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Will Healy, how much does the name David Cutcliffe mean to you who's going to be playing in your building tomorrow night? I mean, you know what? You're the first person to ask me that question, and that is an awesome question because that's real. I mean, like this dude was – he was everything that anybody talked about with Tennessee football. It was Philip Fulmer and David Cutcliffe. Um, and Randy Sanders would love to act like he's in that, uh, you know, in that same conversation, but, but he's not. And, and I hope he's listening. Uh, but he's one of my favorites, but I mean, it's, that's the Mannings, right? And you saw David Cutcliffe at the, at the hall of fame game, obviously didn't get an invitation to that. Uh, you know, he, it's just, the guy's done an incredible job wherever he's been. He did a great job at Ole Miss, you know, and then he's found a niche at Duke where, Look, you got a question there of what do you want your quality of life to look like as a head coach? Do you want to continue to look for other jobs? Because I know there were times Tennessee had to come back after him. And he's like, I like what I got here. I like my quality of life. We can build a program here that we can sustain. And I'm not interested in just running for money. And you got to give him a lot of credit for that. He's comfortable with how he does things. He does it the right way. He is Lord of ball in the state of Tennessee and me growing up as a Georgia Tech fan, you know, you just always saw how much success he was having and always heard about him. So, uh, you know, I'm sure he's probably like, what's the guy's name who's the head coach of Charlotte? I look forward to getting a chance to see him tomorrow because <laughs> I'm not quite in David Cutcliffe's category. Yeah, that guy, whatever his name is, Charlotte is with us here on WSJS Sports. You can listen to Duke Charlotte tomorrow night. Since you grew up a Georgia Tech fan, does that translate to basketball too? Because in Greensboro, Georgia Tech won the ACC championship for the first time in a long time. Yeah, shoot, yeah. I was a ball boy for Bobby Crimmins at the uh, the 1996 Georgia Tech basketball team with Stephon Marbury and Matt Harpering and Drew Barry. And yeah, absolutely. Okay, then let's basketball. stop. Let's stop. I don't want to bury the lead at all then. What's the best Stephon Marbury story you have for me? No, I don't have any great stories other than it was just like that's I, I'm anything that he did I thought walked on water. What were the uh what was the shoe brand he, he was a part of? Oh Starberries? No, but he had he, he like created and and had his own shoe and Yeah. The Starberries. Was it the Starberries? I oh yeah, they were like fifteen dollars, fifteen twenty yeah, bucks. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I wore them. I, I, anything to be like, I had his wristband that I would wear in like my middle school basketball games, you know, and thought, surely I'm very similar athletically to Stephon Marbury. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he was fun to watch. It, I didn't. I don't have great stories about him other than, uh, you know, just being an absolute stud. You remind me a lot of. Georgia Tech basketball coach Josh Pazner. You have a positive vibe to you. I've never met him. I, I know he's done a great job. I've never met him. But, uh, you know, with dad, uncle, and granddad all playing uh, football there, I'm, I'm obviously always aware of what they're doing athletically. So, mm-hmm. uh, Will Healy's with us here. What's going to be on TV tonight? Tennessee, App State, ECU, or other? 
So we'll be in the hotel, and we'll have both games on. Uh, we'll have Tennessee Bowling Green and App State ECU, where our guys can just kind of come down, relax, hang out. And, you know, they'll be done with meetings, and that's the fun part, just being around the guys again and being able to have some type of normalcy in that hotel and, and just let them hang out with one another and play tarts and cornhole and pop a shot and all that type of stuff. I mean, that's like – that makes your heart happy. And uh, we weren't able to do some of that stuff a year ago, but I know they'll enjoy doing that tonight. Do you and your guys view Appalachian State as a rival? No, we've never beat them. How can we – say anybody's a rival if we've never beaten them i don't know michigan finds a way to say so even though they haven't beaten ohio state in forever well at some point in time they actually did so give them credit i guess (laughs) most importantly we got to get to the most noteworthy thing here there's so much going on in the world and i need to ask you this question are there going to be less covid restrictions on club lit this season shoot yeah i mean it's like Come bare-chested and let's celebrate. I mean, it is back to normal. Clubs open for business. You know, we, we, we got some security guards ready. We got the, you know, the the taping going in. I mean, it is a newly renovated club lit, disco lights, you name it. I cannot wait to be able to enjoy that again. It's Charlotte Coach Will Healy here. There are about four or five times during this interview, me and my producer were just afraid you were going to curse on the radio. Are you a guy that curses at all? I'm not holier than thou. I have cursed before, yes. Like regularly? Are you the guy who's just throwing them around? See, because people no. ask me, hey, are you the same person on air as you are in everyday life? And what I tell them is, eh, pretty much, just probably a few more curse words. I, I work on staying away from F-bombs and don't, I don't say GD. Uh, the other ones I, I, I say occasionally. I'm not yeah. like a huge over. It's, it's got to be in every sentence, but um, my mother would not be proud always on the practice field. Uh, there are times where it slips. Coach Healy, you're the best. Sorry it's been so long since we've had you on in the triad. We'll have to rectify that during the season. Best of luck against the Blue Devils tomorrow. Thanks, dude. Good to talk to you, man. Go Niners. Talk to you soon. There he goes. Will Healy joining us here on WSJS Sports. How great of a mistake did I make earlier? I'm not going to lie. I was distracted while talking to Coach Healy because I got goaded. I don't like being manipulated. It's the way, it's what I hear from some people who know it's the right thing to do to get the vaccine. They just don't like being told they have to get the vaccine. I'm being, I have a sports radio show. My name's on it. I study sports. So when I say something pretty strongly or definitively, I feel pressure, Robert, to then have to back it up when somebody challenges it and says, no, this is going to happen. Oh, you think this is going to happen? Well, you have to prove it. So how many times over the span of the week has Mountaineer John from Winston-Salem called in trying to get me to wear an App State cheerleader outfit? We got two calls today. Two yesterday. I want to say he's called five times to try to get this figured out. And the first four times, I've said no. But it's more an expedience thing for me, expediency thing. I don't want this to hang over my head for the entire football season or else it's just going to bum me out until it gets done wearing the cheerleader's outfit. So I agreed. I'm fine backing up my word because I believe East Carolina is going to win the night. And he gave me three and a half points, too. It's not what the spread is, which is 10. I accepted the three and a half. We met in the middle here. And I got what I wanted, too. I could care less about seeing Mountaineer John in a cheerleading outfit. For some reason, he's going to derive joy from that if it happens to me. I mean, a couple of people will derive joy yeah, from that. And I'm seeing that on social media right now. But I'm not going to derive joy from that from Mountaineer John. So instead, Mountaineer John is going to give us a uh, a rendition of the East Carolina fight song he's going to sing on air for us. And he's going to sing a karaoke song of our choosing. Which I, I'll say that's I your choosing. Enjoy. You're the one that's stepping you up the plate damn here. right it's my choosing. It's not our choosing. A hundred percent it's my choosing. So thanks for the thanks for making that clarifying point. So the bet's on. It's on. 
I'm in. I'm backing up my words. I'm backing up my alma mater. I may have told this story before, Robert. I never attended games at ECU as a fan because I worked. As soon as I went on campus, I started doing this radio sports media thing, and I've always been the youngest guy in the room as a result. So as a student, never was in the stand for games. Never. Tailgating, none of it. I don't know really what that's like except from being on the outside and observing these things. But in recent years, I I have been able to go to a few games in the stands. I'm going to be at next week's game against South Carolina. So tonight, what I'm saying here is, tonight, Robert, is the first time I'm really feeling in my chest what I'm sure diehard fans feel who are emotionally attached week to week. Where I am, Robert, so I'm going to be hanging on every play. I want East Carolina, my alma mater, to win so badly for two reasons. Mainly three, I guess. Yeah, I'd like to see good things happen to the Pirates. Secondly, I want to be right. And third, I don't want to wear a mother bleeping cheerleader outfit. That's where we're at for later on tonight. Who are you rooting for tonight? <laughs> That's tough. I'm kind of just like letting it come to me. I, I, I'm not going to be super upset one way or the other now. Before I was, I was 100% ECU. Now I would probably say I'm like 80% ECU. 80%? Because, number one, I was told that I was going to get a copy of this to hang in my studio. If it happens, <laughs> that may that tickles me a little bit. Well, I'd hope so. Like this is this isn't just going to be John getting a picture of this and leaving. I'm sure. I've got a feeling you guys are going to use this for public purposes. Yes. I, I don't know. I I don't know how I'll get a digital copy of it. I told him I just wanted a physical copy. So this makes me feel better. There's a chance that the entire audience isn't going to see this picture. I mean, I'll tweet it out. I, I'll take a picture of it on the wall here, but I won't have something like ready to like as soon as you vote as soon as you pick against ECU <laughs> just put this <laughs> it's my this, one requirement that we have this if I lose I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong on things if I lose this bet's paid off by the end of Labor Day so that way when most of everybody else is going back to work on Tuesday all of this is behind us and we're focusing on Panthers game week and everything else Oh, that's, that's so all, much that's fun. All, that's all that I care about. Before the end of the weekend, I will have drafted three times in fantasy football, <laughs> and I, sh- I will hopefully either have a Pirates win or a hard copy of you. <laughs> well, I, I don't think you'll have the hard copy by Monday. I think we we might have the cheerleaders outfit. we got to figure out how we're going to get that to the Kernersville Studios and the details of such things.